Luke 20, Luke chapter 23, verse 32 through 43. Amen. And, and, and there were also two malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, they, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment, cast lots. And the people stood beholding. And the rulers also with them deride him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If if thou be king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Does not thou fear God? Seeing thou art in the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shall thou be with me in paradise. Amen. 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 Precious Lord, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for thank you for the power of your grace, Father God. Thank you for opening our eyes to your grace, Father God, so that we would not be like the thief on the left, Father God, who mocked you, derided you, blasphemed you. Till he took his last dying breath. Father God, thank you for grace and faith to accept you as the sinless lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. Amen. 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 What a what a wonderful story. I could preach this. Five times a year, but no problem. Um, I believe it's one of those. I believe it's one of the stories in the Bible that should be preached yearly, if not if not twice a year, at least at least once a year. And I know we talk about it a lot in Sunday school, and we talk about it a lot in on Wednesday nights. We talk about the two thieves, but what a wonderful story when we're talking about encounters with God. We're talking about encounters with Jesus. This one comes up. This one comes up and, and I was just having a conversation with some folks and, 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 and people are quick, always quick to say, well, what about the thief on the cross? And, and I'm always quick to remind them there was two. I, I call them I call them lefty and righty. OK, 
You know, the one on the left is the one that mocked Jesus. He, he scorned Jesus. He derided him. He blasphemed him. He did just what thieves do. He joined in with the crowd. He joined in with the crowd. And, and, and he said, I'm going to attack Jesus with my final breath. I, 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 I see that and it, 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 it grieves me because we all know folks that have, that have rejected Jesus Christ to the very, very end. To the very, very end. So, so looking at our text, I, I just want to look at, I want to look at both thieves. Okay. And, and, and the first thief, the first thief, his salvation prayer. And it was, he prayed to Jesus. Okay. He prayed to Jesus. And, and I believe his prayer is similar to probably many folks in the church today. It was it was it was without repentance. It was without grace. It was without remorse. There was no confession of sin. It was simply save me. And by today's standards, a lot of folks would say, well, they saved because they asked God to save them. Well, asking God to save you is one thing, but asking God to save you. Correctly, there's a correct way to approach God. We cannot mock God in one in one voice and then say, "God save me" in the next. There has to be a confession of sin. There has to be a fear of God. You know, you you talk to people today. You talk to people today. There is no fear of God. Say that. I, 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 you, you don't have to sit here and be a critical thinker, even though I would advise you to be that. But when you talk to people today, you, you do not hear within them and the words coming out of their heart, a fear of God. Okay. This, this, this man, this thug that was on the cross with Jesus had no fear of God. Had no fear of his soul salvation. Okay. He had no concern about the world we live in and, and why Jesus came. Think about that. Somebody said, Pastor, where are you where do you getting that from? He wanted Jesus to save him and us, he said. What if Jesus would have stepped off that cross? What if Jesus would have would have would have bowed to, to, to his pressure and say, you know what? I am, I'm gonna save you and me. Guess what? The whole world would allow would, would still lie in darkness. Darkness. So we see we see this we see this unrepentant thief. And we hear his prayer, and I hope it's not like any of ours, okay? He says, if thou art the Christ. How about that? What's that if there for? What's that if there for? When that if, when that if is placed in, in the context of this verse, it is doubt. He's saying, you are a pretender, and if you aren't a pretender, if you aren't a, a fake, if you aren't, prove it. Prove it. Do another miracle. Remember the, remember the folks, they all cry, do another miracle. And the Bible says the, a godless, a sinful world seeks 
after a sign. The world we live in today, a lot of folks still won't come to the Lord because they looking for a sign. They're looking for him to do another miracle. But we got a whole book of them. We got a whole book of Jesus Amen. doing miracles. And, 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 and if the truth be told, if you are a child of God, if you've been born again, if you've been saved, you've been filled with the spirit of God, you are the greatest miracle Amen. that God has ever done. Amen. I can say that for myself. And then God saved me. He did something miraculous. He did something miraculous. He did something that nobody else could do. See, he did something nobody else could do when he saved me. And if God saved me, he can save you. Amen. He can save you. This man here. In the crowd, in the crowd, in, in verse 33 and 34, kind of fascinating. Excuse me, in verse 35, in the, it says the people stood beholding. I, I like that because I think there was people in that crowd that God that had seen Jesus and knew he didn't belong on that cross, knew he didn't deserve to die, knew that he was without sin, knew who should have been in that spot. Who should have been in that spot? Barabbas should have been in that spot. That was Barabbas' spot he was taking. And, and, and the person in the center would, of, of the three thugs would have been the most powerful one, the most influential one. So here's Jesus in the, standing in the place of Barabbas. And the crowd is beholding. Is beholding. Verse 35 said, and the rulers also with them deride him. I like to look up these words and, and, and really give some depth into them because sometimes we'll just read too quick and we'll read the verse too quick but that word deride means to ridicule and to mock and to make fun of. To make fun of. Any, anybody ever back in the day some of you maybe too young, some maybe too old but there was a, a magazine that, that, that was known for ridiculing people. It was known for making a mockery and making fun of people. Remember what it was called? The National Lampoon. Okay? And, and, and that's where the word lampoon means to it means to deride people and to make fun of folks. You see a lot of that today. You know, folks are real conscious of, of their body image and all that because folks just mock, make a mockery of folks. And it can be painful. And it can be difficult. That word beholding, that word beholding is another word that we find in that same verse. It says the people still beholding that word. They looking at something magnificent. They looking at something impressive. Okay. And, and maybe they didn't know what they were seeing. But the most impressive thing, the most impressive thing that has ever done was a sinless son of God stepping out of heaven, walking in, in this flesh for 33 and a half years, living a sinless life and allowing so we know from the day, we know from the day's lesson in Sunday school, he had all power. He didn't stay on the cross for his sins. He stayed on the cross for ours. And this is why when I think about the, 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 the impenitent thief, the one on the left, he was doing the work of Satan. And if God doesn't get in your way, you will live your whole life doing the work of Satan. Amen. You will live your whole life doing the work of Satan and he will be there at your deathbed. Mm -hmm. He will close the deal. Okay. He will close the deal. Now, verse 35, and the people stood beholding the rulers also with them deride him saying he saved others. That's the truth. 
That's the truth. He saved others. They knew he came to seek and save the lost. There must have been people in that crowd who had been delivered. I can just imagine the folks in that crowd. I can look, think about it in my sanctified mind. Sanctified mind. I, I believe Lazarus would have been in that crowd. I believe Mary and Martha would have been in that crowd. I believe maybe the woman with the issue of blood would have been in that crowd. Maybe Jairus and his daughter would have showed up. This was, a, this was an impressive thing. He saved others. He sure did. And he's still saving. He's not even done. He's got one more person to save. He saved others. He's got one more person to save. He's going to save this thief that's on his right side. Listen. Let's, let's keep going. Let's jump all the way down to verse 39. This is fascinating. It says, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Verse 36. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar. They most likely was drinking wine. They most likely was drinking wine. That's what they did at, at the crucifixion. They would get drunk, you know, and, and they offered him wine. And saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. They're mocking because Pilate put the superscription above his head saying, this is king of the Jews. How about that? And, and they're mocking. If you're the king, save yourself. That's what kings do. He could have. He could have. You know what's fascinating about this story? And I'm going to jump all over the place because this is just one of those kind of stories for me. Through all this. Through all the blood and the gore, remember Jesus about this time would have been on the cross. He would have been a beaten man, a battered man. I mean, a thorn, the, the crown of thorns had been already on his head. He might have had dried blood all over his face. I mean, and he was scourged. And, 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 and when you're getting scourged, that whips a lot of times came around the front of your body too and made a lot of marks there. He was beaten. He was scourged. He was battered. He was bruised. And this malefactor still saw the grace of God in him. How about that? He was beaten. He was battered. He was, he would, and and by all rights, he would have looked like a defeated man. But this man, this one malefactor still saw the grace of God. Of God. How did he see the grace of God? How did he see the grace of God? I, I, I didn't ask Jeremy to read his to read the scriptures that he read this morning. I did not ask him. I didn't say, Jeremy, will you read Ephesians 2, 8, 9? See, a lot of a lot of a lot of ministries is scripted. You know, and they don't have certain music to play after they, you know, they got everything. It's an entertainment. He read that. I don't know. I'm i maybe I'll ask him in the hallway later. Why did you decide to read that scripture this morning? But through this, through all the beaten, being beaten and battered and bloody, I mean, he could have had his eyes swollen up. He could have had teeth knocked out. I mean, he was a hot looking mess on the cross. And this thief still saw God. He still had the eyes of faith to see him. Okay. Amazing. Grace is amazing. So when, when Jeremy wrote that, was reading it, I was like, wow, for by grace are you saved through Amen. faith. And not of yourself, this is a gift of God. And, and this man, this thief on the cross, had received God's grace and received God's faith to see a risen Savior. He's seen a risen Savior on that cross. He didn't see, he didn't see another dying thief. Amen. He saw a risen Savior. 
Okay, wow. I need to get beside myself. Verse 39 now. And one of the malefactors, which were railed, which were hang railed on him. Now we've gone over there, so we're gonna get right to verse 40, but I'm gonna stop here. He railed on him. That, that word, that word railed on him. I mean, he used everything he had. He railed on him. I mean, I mean imagine you on the cross. Now you you're hanging on the cross, got nails in your feet. Those nails are those nails in your feet are designed for every time you take a breath, every time you breathe, every time you breathe, it hurts. It's painful. You life is leaving out of you. But here is this man, so full of anger and hatred for for God that he's using his last breaths to rail on Jesus, Amen. to rail on Jesus, and you know. Jesus, people, people were asking, well, why didn't he save the other thief? The grace of God was between both of them. Okay? And, 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 and this man, this man on his own decided to go with the crowd. He goes, I'm going to go with the crowd. See, the crowd ain't always right. Matter of fact, the crowd is, 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 is a lot of times wrong. Okay? You, you, know, you know, going with the crowd is, is, not, is not healthy. Okay, the Bible says it's a, somebody know it, it's a narrow road that leads to heaven and few be on that road. And if you want a crowded road, if you want a crowded road and your thinking is like the world's thinking and, 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 and your doing is like the world's doing and, and your entertainment and your joy is, is derived from the world, you probably are on the wrong road. Okay. And probably on the wrong road. You know, you would sit here and, well, all dogs don't. Don't believe that all dogs don't go to heaven. I remember back in the day, me and Ray watched that movie. And I, and we was watching that movie. And I was like, that don't make sense now. Because that dog was in heaven and wanted to come back to be with another dog. And I'm sitting here like, that ain't biblical. That ain't the heaven I want to go to. <laughs> oh, y'all remember that. Listen, listen. This this thief, this thug, had every opportunity to come to the come to God correctly. This is why it's so important that we be taught. See, see, salvation, salvation is free, okay? But the salvation it has to be has to be done in a in a in a in a proper way, in a way that honors God. In a way that honors God. Now he's mocking God. And he wants, he said, like, save us. He's mocking God. He's mocking God. If thou be the Christ, if thou be the Messiah, he's taunting him and he's mocking him. Listen, and he's on the very, very outskirts of hell. And he's mocking God. Let me give you a, let me give you a verse. I thought this was fascinating because sometimes we are, we are look at a verse and we'll just hit one, one, one verse. Then when I thought about this, when I looked at Romans 10, Romans, 10, Romans 3 and 10, and, and you know, the, you know, verse 10, we know verse 10. If I start saying verse 10, y'all, y'all will know it. It will just flow off your tongue. But if I read all the way down to verse 18 and it's not a long verse, but watch this. Romans 3, 10. Think about this man on the cross. Think about this man on the cross. Now, Paul's writing this. And Paul, Paul knows something about the cross. Okay? 
<coughs> Watch what it says in Romans 3.10. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. We know that. But watch the rest of it. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. <coughs> Excuse me. Their throat. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues, they use deceit. The poison of apps is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. He's describing his thief on the cross and he's describing all that would go that way. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And here we go. And the way of peace had they not known. And here's one I really like. There's no fear of God before their eyes. Be careful. Now, I don't know who I'm speaking to. When I speak to people on Facebook, people on, on, on social media. Be careful when you surround yourself with people that have no fear of God. Because they love to do anything. Sin and I was talking about it yesterday. We were talking about it either yesterday or today. Sin will always, what? Take you further than you plan on going, keep you there longer than you plan on staying, and cost you more than you planned on spending. Be careful. Look at a person. Maybe the first question you ask in your mind, does this person fear God? They'll let you know real quick. They'll let you know real quick. This man... Had no fear of God. He had no fear of God. He had no no respect. No respect for his soul. No respect for where he was going to spend all eternity. How about that? How about that? He was hardened. He was hardened to the very end. I think about Flip Williams. I, I, I'm, when I'm writing, I think about Flip Williams. He was the most notorious gangster that Youngstown especially the African community, African-American community ever known. But he was a sure enough gangster. And I followed his case, and I followed his case, and I followed all the way to the end. All the way to the end. He didn't care. He, 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 he canceled all his, all his, what do they call him, you know, when you can, you can go against the case, appeals. He said, I don't want no appeals. Just, just give me the death penalty. And they did. They did. Not like some of them fight to the finish. They appeal, 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 appeal. They've been on death row for 40 years. He was gone in a year and a half because he, he didn't want no appeals. He was hard. Hardcore. I don't even know if he had a last meal. He probably said, I don't even want that. He was, he was bad. He was a bad dude all the way to the end. All the way to the end. He's a fool now. He's a fool now. See, a whole lot of folks that's bad on this side are fools on the other side. Amen. Okay? See, see the preaching of the cross has, has two effects. Two things, two things happens. For us, for us, the preaching on the cross is, is life. It is joy. It is what we live for. But to others... The cross is death to death. It ain't no matter, it's death to death. You, you live and you die. 
But for us, it's everything. Paul writes in, in, in 1 Corinthians 1.18, he said, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish. How about that? Foolishness. Let me, let me say that again. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. See, this is why a lot of churches don't preach the cross. Because they know people don't want to hear it, so they, they don't want to preach that foolishness. And, and that would be sad to come across the pulpit. Okay, I'm, a, I'm just going to preach prosperity, health, wealth, and, and you're going to live a good life. I was listening to a guy the other day talking about, you, 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 I, I seen it in a vision. You, you did not, you're going to be in a movie, and you might be the director, you might be the actor, you might get an Academy Award. Who, what kind of preacher would say that? Huh? I'm listening to this stuff because people send me stuff. And I'm sitting here like, where, where is that in the Bible? Now, now, now the, the, the guy who was saying that is known by his initials, T.D. But I'm sitting here like, where that? <laughs> For the preaching of the cross is to them, is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. I want to hear it. Amen. I want to hear it. I want to be around people that want to hear the gospel. I want to be around people that want to hear the gospel. This is not a game. Folks are dying. Folks are dying. And and they have a a salvation like the thief on the left. We can say what we want to say. We have to be, we have to be bold and we have to be, we have to be intentional in our, in our message. And I'm not the only one that's giving the message. I'm feeding you so you can feed some other folks. I give you these scriptures so you can write them down and study them and and learn about this thing so you can be strong and encouraged so you can stand like Paul and say, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God on the salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also the Greek. And we run into people all day. I tell people, oh, you want want God to answer a prayer for you? You know, you, you, you pray this. Pray God... Put somebody in my life today that I can share the gospel with. He'll answer that one 99.9% of the time if you leave the house. Now, if you stay in the house all day by yourself and you stay in the closet, he can't answer that. But the moment you step outside, you're going to start running into people that need to hear the gospel. That need to know that Jesus Christ died for their sins and rose from the grave. How about that? Let's get, let's get to the real good part. I don't want to talk about this guy going to hell. Let's talk about the guy going to heaven. Let's talk about the guy going to heaven. Let's talk about his testimony. Let's talk about his testimony. Let's talk about his prayer to Jesus. Watch his testimony. But the other, verse 40. The other ones, he's sitting there watching this guy. He, he's watching this guy rail on Jesus. He's watching this guy blaspheme Jesus. He's watching this guy ridicule Jesus. He's hearing the crowd. He's hearing the crowd. He's seeing the sign. Now, now Matthew's gospel said there was a time where he was part of it. He was ridiculing too. But something. Something happened. Okay. He looked at his buddy. I I, I don't don't have no best buddies like that. Okay. So the best buddy I got that, that I could even put in this hypothetical situation would be Cindy. But I'm not going to put her in there. 
But it would be as if her and I were on the cross and she was like mad at God and rebuking God and, 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 and talking about him. I'm looking over like, there's something wrong with you. That's what he was doing. That's what this thief looked at his buddy and said, you know, we've been down a lot of roads together. We've been thugging a long time together, but something wrong with you. That's what he was saying. And he rebuked him. See, we don't like rebuking people. We don't want to rebuke people. You know, we don't, I don't, we don't want to hurt their feelings. We don't want to upset them. Some folks need to be rebuked. Some people need to be called out. Some people need to be checked. And it may cost you that friendship. It may cost you that relationship. Okay? But it can't cost you your salvation. You cannot go down with that ship. <clears throat> Look what he says in verse 40. But the other answering, he's answering. He's answering Jesus. He's getting ready to pray to Jesus. But before he gets ready to pray to Jesus, he want to clear the air. See, he want to clear the air. And, 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 and not only that, he's giving an, a, last, a last minute appeal to his friend. You want, your, you want your buddies, you want your boys to go to heaven with you, but you, don't, you can't go to hell with them. Okay? So he, he, he answering, he rebuked them. There's another word. I got to explain it. Because we run past the word, all oh, that, you know, we rebuke people. No, no, this, that's, not, that's not the word. The word rebuke, the word rebuke me, it's a sharp, it's a sharp disapproval of what you are doing. I mean, it's like, it's a challenge. It's like calling somebody out. Okay? Scolding somebody. He was on the cross scolding them. What are we trying to do? What are you trying to do when you rebuke somebody? You're trying to change the behavior. You're trying to save their soul. You're trying to save their behavior. You're trying to, hey, look, you need to open up your Bible more and you need to study to show yourself approved. You, I don't care what it costs you. I don't care how much time it takes you. You need a closer walk with the Lord. Amen. That's a rebuke. See, the word of God is full of rebukes. But this guy, he's rebuking his friend. He rebuked him. And watch what he, watch what he says. Because we can say this to a lot of folks too. And he rebuked him saying, does not thou fear God? Think about that. Think about that. He rebuked him. And, and he says, does not thou fear God? That's a strong rebuke. Now remember He's standing next to. He's standing next to. Now, <clears throat> now people say, why, why did this guy get Jesus' attention and the other one didn't? He's, you know, if you if you if you if you wanna wanna get close to me, you start start talking about stuff I like. Start talking about stuff I like. Jesus was the master rebuker. Think about that. Jesus Jesus was the master rebuker. Matter of fact, Jesus was so bad about rebuking things. Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus rebuked the wind and the storms. Amen. He rebuked the winds and the sea, and, and he, he didn't care. He rebuked, he, he, rebuked, he rebuked fever. Peter's mother-in-law had a fever. He stood over her and rebuked fever. Wow, amen. He was rebuking people, and he rebuked everything. He listen. Jesus rebuked the devil. 
And it departed out of him. And the child was cured that very hour. Let me tell you something. This, this, this man was rebuking his friend. He didn't have the power of Jesus, but he thought he did. He was trying. He was trying to get his friend to understand the error of his ways. That's a friend. That's a friend. That's a friend. You got them kind of friends? I, was there some kind of friends here yesterday with you, Glories? Them, some, them, them, kind, them my peoples. I want, I want folks. He listen, bro, you out of line. Okay. And you know what? God will use anything to rebuke somebody. Don't, don't, don't take it lightly. You know, people are like, I don't want nobody talking to me like that. Let me tell you something. God will use a dumb ass to rebuke you. Oh, that's King James. Let me say, oh, no, no, I'm going to give it to you straight. Second Peter 2.15. Here's Balaam. Here's Balaam doing crazy stuff. He says, he says, which have forsaken away and gone astray, fallen away of Balaam, the son of Bozar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumbass. Speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. Sorry, Jake, I forgot your kids were here. I know they ain't never heard that in your house. Amen. <laughs> but it's, it's just biblical. The donkey. Balaam was trying to get the donkey to move, and the donkey was seeing stuff, and Balaam wasn't seeing it. The donkey said, listen, fool. But thou, he said, but the other answer and rebuked him, saying, thou, does not thou fear God? Does not thou fear God? And then he, then he, then he says this. Seeing thou art in saying Predicament. How about that? Same condemnation. You know, two dying folks, the last thing the two dying folks want to do is condemn each other because they both dying. So everybody on the cross was dying. But this man was condemning a dying man, which is totally unbiblical. Okay? So so he 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 says, Thou art in the same condition. You are dying. You are dying. Listen. Listen. Dying with no fear of God. Dying with no confession of your sins. Dying without knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's a bad way to die. That's a bad way to die. Okay, listen. Here's his confession. People ask me, well, why did Jesus say one and didn't say the other? Listen to what this man is doing. Listen to what this man is saying. Both of them receive the same kind of grace. All of us in here have received grace. There's not a soul in this church or a soul on Facebook or a soul in Sermon Audio that has not received God's grace. What are you going to do with it? Amen. What are you going to do with it? You can use God's grace to give God glory or you can use God's grace to not give God glory. This man is using the God's given grace he's got on Calvary to give God glory. Give God glory. And watch him start. Verse 41. And now he said, listen, I'm done with you. 
I'm done with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure I get in. I'm going to make sure I get in. Because heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Now, he knows something. He knows something. Okay? He says, and we, and we, talking to his buddy, not talking to Jesus. He's still talking to his buddy. He said, we indeed justly. Okay? We receive the due reward of our deeds. See, when we get, we, 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 sometimes we don't have a hard time with that. You know, God be dealing with folks. God, God be dealing with folks, and we don't understand it. You know, don't, don't, don't be so hard on them, God. Take it easy on them, God. Listen, God's ways are not our ways. God's ways are not our ways. And I'm going to tell you something. You know what? These, these were thugs. These were thugs. These were thugs, and, and, and he's admitting his sin. You know what? When you come to the Lord, you have to come to the Lord. You have to admit to, you, to the Lord that you are a sinner. Not that he don't know. Not that he don't know. He knows he's a sinner. He knows you're a sinner. Okay? He said, he said and we indeed still plead with his, with his boy. We received the due reward of our deeds. We didn't rob people. We didn't stole. We didn't kill people. We've been banging all these years. We getting what we deserve. Okay, the wages of sin is death. We get what we deserve. But this man, here grace, here grace. Now I don't know how he meant it all. He knew he knew who needed to be in that middle spot. He knew Barabbas was was the was the, supposed to be in that middle spot. Was Barabbas' spot? And he said, "We indeed have done indeed justly received the due reward of our deeds, but this man have not have done nothing amiss." Amen. Let me tell you something. Jesus can't save nobody if he got sin on him. Let me say that again. He can't save nobody if he's a sinner. Now, I don't know how far this, this man's theology went, but he got to, he, get, he getting stuff right. He getting stuff right today that people who have the whole Bible, all 66 books, still not getting right. This man, this man, and only this man, Acts 4.12, there is none other name under heaven whereby a man must be saved. This man. Is the way, the truth, and the life. This man come from heaven, die for our sins, and rose and will rise from the grave. This man have done nothing amiss. Nothing amiss. Nothing amiss. And he said, here, here it gets good. And he said unto Jesus. Now he's talking to Jesus. He's done talking to his buddy. He answered his buddy for Jesus. He, he, he can't help, seriously. Seriously. I, I heard somebody say that. He, he can't help him. Some, some folks you can't help. And you can, you can exhaust all your resources on them. And you'll be worse off for it. Okay? And you'll be better off just saying, God, he or she is in your hands now. Okay? That's, that's hard. That's tough love, ain't it? That's tough love. Oh, all of us battle that. All of us are battling that. Even, even as we speak, we all of us in here. I can look around the room. All of us in here battling that. Okay. We indeed justly, for we receive the due of our due reward for our deeds. But this man, the God man, 
The man with that sign over his head that says, this is the king of the Jews. This man has done nothing amiss. And then he takes, takes his eyes off his buddy and he turns to the Lord. And his buddy's sitting there, probably gone, unconscious, who knows. And he said unto Jesus, he said unto Jesus, Lord, Lord, listen, listen, why, why do we call Jesus Lord? Think about that. You know, we, we say so many things and we just take for granted. We are, you know, somebody, somebody sent me something and if you love Jesus, say amen. Talk to me. I love a lot of stuff. Y'all know, y'all know the things that I love. What, what, yeah, explain that. See, I, I need to, I need some explanation. I'm just that kind of person. Oh, how, you know, everybody, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Cindy. I love chicken wings. I love chocolate pecan ice cream. I love coffee. <laughs> I mean, see what I'm saying? We love Jesus. We call Jesus Lord because he's superior. To every other love. Amen. We know about little love, but love with a little little L. He's superior because he is our authority. We placed our souls and our soul salvation in his hand, and, and we depend on him to protect us. I hear people all the time. They tell, I mean, you know, you, you can lose it. I can't. Huh. And I ain't saying that because I'm good. I'm saying it because Jesus is Lord. He is superior. He is an authority. It is because he is the one who rules in the life of the believers. So when I'm making decisions, when I'm, when I'm setting my house in order and making decisions, he takes priority. What would Jesus do? Mean something. It's just, not, it's just not a name on a bracelet for the believer. Amen. What would Jesus do? How would he handle this? And when we run into stuff, we run into this stuff all the time. What would Jesus do? How would Jesus handle this? He says, Lord. He says, Lord, remember me. How about that? Think about that. What's he saying? What's he, what's he, why is he saying it like that? He's, he, he can't, I can't do nothing. People talk about, people talk about well, you know what? He wasn't baptized and he didn't go to church and all that. No, no, no. No, no, no. You can do all that and not have a confession. You can do all that and not have a testimony. He had a testimony, okay? He had a testimony that he rebuked his world. He turned away from the world. He, he, he realized that Jesus was Lord. He, he had a great fear of God. He couldn't say it to his buddy. He could say, well, that, 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 that. he said, Does you fear, do you fear God? He couldn't say that to his buddy if he didn't. He had a healthy fear of God and where his soul would spend eternity. He had that. That's important. I hope you have it. I hope you have it. I hope you have it. I know we, we, we sit here and we, we're going to live to be 100 years old. I tell people all the time, I don't want to live to be 100. I see people at 100. I don't want to live to be 100. Okay? Give me a good healthy 85. <laughs> Okay, I want. I, I'm just telling you. 
Okay? He says, Lord, remember me when I come into your kingdom. What's all that about? What's all that about? I got a kingdom. He said, I know you're not standing in the ground. I know you're not standing in the ground. How about that? And I know you're going to rise from the dead. And I know you're going to ascend back into heaven. And when you get there, remember me. Remember me because I want to learn more about you. I want to grow in grace. I want to, I want to know more about this, this Jesus. Okay? Let's close. And Jesus said unto him. Well, he said unto Jesus, remember me. Is he the only one who said that? How many remember me's can you think of in the Bible? There's, there's a couple that really stand out. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm going back. I told, I said, I'm going to close it. I, Sylvia zipped, I heard the zipper. Let me give you another one. Let me give you a, some great remember me's. Probably, probably one that comes to mind now. It's, he didn't say remember me, but remember when Joseph was in, the, in jail and he told the butler what was going to happen. And he told the butler what was going to happen. That's in, that's in Genesis 40 and 14. And, 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 and he said, when you get back to the king, okay, he says, make mention of me unto Pharaoh. Okay. Now we know that story. He didn't. He ended up getting his head cut off, I believe. But the second one that stands out is when Samson, remember Samson? He was disobedient. He took the Nazareth vow and he was drinking wine, eating honey, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, chasing wild women. He was a mess. He was a mess. But when he was dying, they had plucked his eyes out and he was dying, those wicked, wicked Philistines. And Samson in Judges at 16, 28, Samson called unto the Lord and said, oh Lord God, remember me. He said, I pray thee and strengthen me. I pray thee only this once, O God, that I may at once avenge of the Philistines for my two eyes. This man says, this man says, remember me when you come into paradise. Is that how it went? Remember me. Let me read it now. I'm not sure. He says, remember me when you come into thy kingdom. Okay. First time Jesus speaks in a while. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now here's Jesus. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Now, when I'm, when I'm working on this stuff, Think about you guys. What's the difference between paradise and heaven? What's the difference between paradise and heaven? Because this, Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Well, paradise is a state in that time in the Old Testament. Remember, this was, Jesus was still alive and this was still under the law. Paradise is a state... Of the righteous after death, where the righteous went when they died. What is the difference between heaven and paradise? Some folks said paradise can exist on earth. Heaven is a place that exists 
in the spirit world. How about that? Let me say that again. Paradise is something that can exist on earth. And heaven is something that exists in the spirit world. Many believe. Same thing. Paul, Paul wrote, absent from the body. Presence with the Lord. We're not going nowhere where we got to stay 600 years in, in, a, in, a, in the abyss and, and people have to make pledges to get you out. We're not going. There's, there's no such thing and there's nothing written in the Bible about a purgatory. When we leave here, we're going to be with the Lord one way or the other. If we're right with God. If we're right with God. Precious Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you for this encounter. We ask right now that you would just be with us. Continue to be with us because like the two thugs on the cross, Father God, we was messed up too. But God, who's rich in mercy. For by grace are we saved through faith and not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. Can we see God? Can we see Jesus Christ through the mess that's in this world today? Father God, open our eyes that we can see Jesus Christ through all the mess that's in the world we live in today. Because he's still King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Yes.